Hey, good Wednesday afternoon, everybody. Welcome into it. This is called Trail Tidbits, VolQuest.com. I'm Eric Kane. Matt Ray, his time to shine. We take a look at Tennessee targets, Tennessee commits for the class of 2024, uh, and what they're doing in the high school ranks. We are already, we believe, we, we put our heads together before recording this. We believe this is week six. I should know this since I work in high school football and since Matt covers high school football recruiting. Uh, we believe it's week six, um, but again, we say this every single week, man. It's Hard to believe you're entering the last month of the regular season before the playoffs start. Yeah, I mean, it's been there, – there were some big games this past weekend for just across the country in general, but for fall targets, fall commits, just big-time football games, and you're in that final push to the playoffs. You know, in some states now, it's not as hard to make the playoffs as, <laughs> as it is others, but, you know, in, in, in a lot of these states and a lot of these classifications, it is harder. Um, and, and seeding matters, obviously. So it's some big football games going on, and there was some Tennessee commits shining. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But, you know, it's a big weekend coming up on Rocky Top for the Vols with some 2024 guys coming in. Yeah, big-time weekend, and we'll start there, too, at the time of this recording. Again, things can always change. We'll have more in the war room, Matt and AP. But at the time of this recording, got a couple of OVs coming in. We'll start first with Daniel Hill running back from the state of Mississippi. He's been here a couple different times. That's a Tennessee, that's a South Carolina, that's a uh, uh, an Alabama battle. But coming in for an official visit and a good chance for Tennessee to uh, put on a good show. Yeah, you know, for Tennessee, this recruitment's continued to extend. Uh, Daniel Hill has had a couple of different timelines, and he's backed off of those timelines. And now if you're Tennessee, you get to take advantage. You, you get a, an official visit shot. You had him here in May at 865 Live and laid some groundwork. And really since then, it's been quiet, but he's continued to have positive conversation with Jerry Mack. Alabama and South Carolina are definitely the two teams that Tennessee's chasing, in my opinion. But for Tennessee this weekend, you're going to have a chance to make your move with Daniel Hill. He's coming out for a reason. He's continued to push things around for a reason. And the Vols are going to have a chance to swing big here this weekend, and they will. Um, now, it helps as you have South Carolina coming to town if things go according to plan, right, Eric? Yeah. I mean, anytime, anytime you can beat somebody that, you know, you're competing against on the field, it helps you. So, for Tennessee this weekend, they'll have a chance to do that. Um, yeah, expect them to run the ball some against the South Carolina front. Um, you know, so a lot of things can line up for Daniel Hill this weekend that Tennessee's been pitching to him. He's a guy that can do a lot of things that fits this offense. Um, Jerry Mack has built a strong rapport with him, has recruited that area in Mississippi very hard. So, you know, the Vols are going to swing, and then from there we'll see where things go. But this is a big visit to get Daniel Hill back to campus. It's a really good opportunity, like you said. I mean, you got South Carolina that did pretty well against the run against Mississippi State, but uh, not not very good against the run. Georgia ran all over them. North Carolina ran all over them. And, you know, Tennessee didn't have its best foot forward in the swamp running the football, but you think this is a much better running team, at least right now, than it is through the uh, through the aerial attack. Put that on this, uh, you know, Daniel Hill running back, and and again, running all over a team that you're trying to beat out for Daniel Hill, I think that'd be uh, uh, really, really good for Tennessee with Daniel Hill in town. Another one, Tennessee's been high on him. We've talked about him quite some uh, you know, week after week on Trail Tidbits. Uh, Cam Michael coming in for his official visit, the athlete, but Tennessee likes him a wide receiver. 
Yeah, this is another big visit for Cam Michael. I think when you look at it, we touched on him last week. We've touched on him several weeks before. It continues to feel like that timeline for Cam Michael is maybe moving forward a little bit. We'll see. These things seem to change by the minute nowadays. But it, it felt like late November, you know, at the earliest at one point. Now it's feeling like maybe, you know, end of October, early November, potentially creeping in there to mid-November. But he moved his official visit with Tennessee from November 18th when they were hosting Georgia to this weekend. He'll see Texas A&M officially next weekend. And then after that, we'll see where things kind of go. He He's tentatively scheduled to get to Kentucky for an official visit at some point in October. We'll see if that one happens. But I think Cam Michael's really taking some visits. He's, he's been to Florida He's been to South Carolina the last two weekends. Now he'll go to Tennessee, um, as I said, Florida and South Carolina over the last two weekends. Now he's at Tennessee this weekend on an official visit. So he's really checking some boxes and trying to, in my opinion, work toward a decision. So for Tennessee, you've been at or near the top of this one for a while. You've you know connected very well with them. Kelsey Pope, Joey Halsley have done an excellent job. And then now – you get a chance to really make one of those final pitches and that final big impression as you try to hold off Texas A&M, Colorado. And then the Georgia's obviously in the mix. But to me, you know, have they pivoted yet? I'm not sure. I can't say. The decommitment of Nye Carr at wide receiver certainly makes things more interesting. Is Georgia going to circle back around to Cam Michael and recruit him as a wide receiver? Definitely possible. But to me – you know, they have been unrelenting in pursuing him as a defensive back. How receptive how receptive is he to that at that at this point? And and that's something we may get an answer to. But right now I feel like it's Tennessee, Texas AM, and Colorado. With Georgia certainly still in the mix. You just can't rule out the back to back national champions and, and the home state schools. So this one's got some intrigue heading towards the finish line. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh those national championships back to back. You can't rule that out. One of my favorite things, I mean, those are the OVs. Those are some of the big ones, and we'll continue to talk about that as the week goes on. One of my favorite things about game days is a lot of times that's when that seed's planted, right? Um, yeah. You know, don't take that the wrong way, but you got these you got these 25, <laughs> 26s, junior, sophomore, freshman coming in. Stop, stop smiling over there. And this is the first time they truly get to see, you know, a, a, not just at Tennessee, but anywhere, you know, a game day experience, all yep. that type of stuff. The, the team, sure, but the atmosphere, the fans, the ball walk. Uh, running through the tee, all that stuff. And so a lot of big-time 25s coming in, and and if they have a good time, you get them back for junior days. Then if they have a good time there, you get them back for spring practice. And if they had a good time, you get them back for an OV. It really kind of starts that cycle. A couple 25s we'll talk about first is a big old defensive lineman from the state of South Carolina, Amari Adams, uh, 25, six foot six, 250. He plans to be in town watching Tennessee against South Carolina. Yeah, this is the guy that Tennessee had in at the end of – July for the final recruiting event of the summer. That visit went well, and now he's going to be back in town to watch Tennessee play the home state school. Um, I think he's connected well with Rodney Garner and the defensive staff and, you know, likes some of the opportunities that Tennessee can present to him. Just a really athletic um, guy that, as you can see there, gets after the quarterback, Uh, you know, matches some things that Tennessee really likes to do up front. So this is one of those – Visits, it's going to be big for him to to experience this game day type thing. You know, I mean, I think when you look back to last fall, and, and we touch on this a lot, and, and not to beat a dead horse here, but a lot of this 2024 class was built off of 
game day experiences last fall. There are some, obviously, that didn't make it into a game day, like William Satterwhite didn't make it in. Gage Ginther didn't make it in. But Tennessee was able to get those across the line without it. But for the most part, Jake Merklinger here for a big game. Mike Matthews here for a big game. Jordan Ross here for a big game. These guys, it started, as you said, Eric, that cycle. Um, you know, so these game days, even the UTSA game day, it's big for some guys. You know, mid-state guy, C.J. Jim Coley, a, a guy that Tennessee's recruiting at Lipscomb. It was his first game day experience. He even noted to me, you know, wasn't the biggest game in the world, but, man, to see kind of everything that I've been told about and how the fans interacted and how the players were, it all lined up. And Tennessee so far has been really, really good at crushing those game day visits. It helps when you win, right? You know, it helps It helps when you beat Kentucky last year. It helps when you beat Alabama. It helps when you've checkered Neyland and you beat Florida. All those things go into effect. So you've got dark mode at night against South Carolina. It can be a big visit weekend for the Vols, and you can make an impression with a guy like Amari Adams. Another guy that's going to be in here for the class of 2025 is going to be Jonte Gilberts. Uh, an athlete, wide receiver, defensive back. Uh, Tennessee likes him, at least right now, on the defensive side of the football. He's been here a couple different times. Uh, he's going to be in here, and um, you're right, man. When you have a big-time game, especially a night game, and a game that you need to win, um, <laughs> you're you're going to have the, the dark mode activated, the black jerseys. I mean, what an experience to really kind of start – you know, elevating this recruitment if, if this is a guy that you're going to take down the line. And, you know, Jonte Gilbert might be one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think when you look at Jonte Gilbert, he's been here a handful of times already. He was a guy that, you know, they camped over the summer. They worked him out hard. A lot of schools are still trying to figure out a positional fit for Jonte Gilbert, and it's not in a bad way, right? Like, he's playing corner here in the film, and he, he's pretty fluid at corner, but – at the same time, he, he's big and he can play safety and he can get downhill and he can hit. So you know, this is a guy that you know just can do a lot of things at the high school level. Um, you know, and wh- how does that translate to the next level? He was committed to Ohio State, but it just didn't feel like that one was going to stick. Um, you know, for him, I think the process was pretty fast early on. Now it's slowing down. He's seeing schools. He's trying to get this thing right. And he continues to make his way back to Tennessee. So we'll see where things go with him and the Vols. But South Carolina's a school that's involved. Southern Cal's a school that's involved. Georgia Tech's a school that's heavily involved. Georgia's shown some interest there over time. Florida's picked up interest even more. So for Jonte Gilbert, a guy that I think reset his recruiting process over the summer and is getting back out and trying to go about it. In, in a way that he feels will get him to a final decision at some point, probably ahead of his senior season. I'll tell you what, man, I, you know, doing these impact analysis for many, many years. Um, I know you do them now, but you know, sitting here looking at the film, watching him taking notes, I, you see, we, we, we've seen tons and tons of huddle tapes, but you know, yeah. if you're watching on YouTube right now, you see John Tage, right? You can respect it. Cause he circles where he's at. A lot of times it pops up and says, what's coming up fourth down stop big hit it doesn't have the bark bark rough rough big hit dog you know it's like, this one yeah. looks good yeah absolutely I, there's some it's just like you've got the you've got the circle and then you've got lightning coming out and you, you've got like when's this play going to start right and and i think you know a lot of a lot of times kids don't understand this but coaches only put so much time into how much of their huddle 
yeah, you know, of, of your huddle film that they're going to watch. So when you've wasted 30 seconds on the, on the ground, circle yourself, fire the play and let's go put your three best plays at the front and you're going to have a better chance to get off. Huddle is good for people like us. It's good for fans. Game tape is what coaches are really after. Uh, Absolutely. Let's, let's, uh, let's look at some of the Tennessee commits uh, stat roundup from the week. We do it every single week right here on trail tidbits. Uh, got a couple of stats here for this week, and uh, we'll start with Jake Merklinger. Pretty pedestrian, a little 14-22, 244 touchdown, a little 10 attempts on the ground, 77 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Old Jake Merklinger, who's going to be in town this weekend, and I'll let you list some other ones later on, but another good game for Tennessee's class, a 2024 signal caller. A big game. A big game in a lot of different rocks for him. Um a game that he felt like they needed to win going into the back half of the schedule. Savannah Christian, a tough school, um, home to a top five player in the 2025 class in Elijah Griffin. You know, so so a game that was physical, a game that saw Jake Merklinger continue to be efficient with the football. But then, you know, you, you saw this in one of their other games. When he has to take over with his legs, he can impact the game with his legs. He's not a guy that's just going to come out and just beat you, beat you, beat you with his legs. But if you don't get to him, he's very athletic. He can hurt you with his legs. And, man, he is off to a stellar start through the first five games of his senior season. Back in town this weekend, and I think that's big. Jake Merklinger obviously doing what he does week in and week out. Another guy that plays you know football for a run-heavy uh, school, but six receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Mike Matthews continuing to embrace that physicality of the game and put up some numbers. Yeah, you know, I think when you look at Mike Matthews' schedule, we talked about it being run-heavy. Um, this was the week for Parkview that it couldn't be just run-heavy where we can pound it down your throat all night long. It you're playing Mill Creek. You're playing the defending 7A state champions. Caleb Downs not there anymore, obviously. He's at Alabama and, and looks like he's probably going to be a freshman All-American. But Mill Creek still loaded with talent, and Parkview had to throw the football this week, and you see it there. Six receptions for Mike Matthews, 74 yards and a touchdown. Um, those six receptions, to me, stands out a lot. Parkview threw it a lot more overall, but – when we covered Mike Matthews maybe last week or the week before, Parkview had only thrown it five times in, in that game and, and mm-hmm. won it, you know, using the run game. So this was the game that the Parkview offense had to try to take another step. They ultimately didn't win, but they competed pretty thoroughly um, in a 30-20 to 20 loss to um, Mill Creek. All right, and then we, we will conclude here with Braylon Staley. He was a guest on Trail Tidbits last week, did a great job. Both you guys did. Uh, six receptions, 141 yards, and a touchdown. One of the best players in the state of South Carolina, one of the fastest players, one of the best receivers, uh, continues to do his thing. And uh, he's when you kind of can at the end of the season, maybe we'll kind of compile some stats and everything. But I mean, he, he's getting up there. He's he's put up some numbers. Yeah, you know, he talked about it last week. That that thousand yard mark has been elusive yeah. to him. Uh, man, he's he's going to have a real chance to to chase it down um, this fall and. It's just every time you see him, he throws up some kind of crooked number. You know, this week, 141 on six receptions and a touchdown. He's a really tough mismatch for for anybody right now. A guy that I think is only going to continue to see his stock rise. Um, You know, some schools have continued to reach out. I touched about this on the generals quarter. Georgia's been in contact. Florida's been in contact right now. You know, he says he has absolutely no interest in going and visiting those schools. This is recruiting. 
anything can change. But, you know, for Tennessee, they locked him in in June and he remains locked in. We'll see if he makes it in for a visit this weekend, but I don't think it's going to go much further until he's back in town to see Tennessee again. And then, Matt, as we kind of kind of shut the door here on this week's edition of Trail Tidbits, uh, big week, uh, big home game. We mentioned a couple of official visitors, but also you getting some uh, a heavy dose of your committed class is going to be in town as well. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to see Jake Merklinger back in town. And, you know, I think he's such an underrated piece of this class um, in just the way that he's worked behind the scenes, the way that he carries himself. These guys kind of gravitate toward him. Um, so he, he it's big to have him back in town this weekend. You'll see Boo Carter back in town. You know, obviously the storyline a couple of weeks ago was his visit to Colorado. So it's big for Tennessee to get him back in town and continue to work that one. You know, I, I say this time and time again, Eric, but when you have good football players committed to you, the recruiting process is never going to stop for those guys. And it's not going to stop for Boo Carter. Um, and Tennessee's going to have to continue to recruit him to the finish line. So he'll play in Farragut on Friday night, and he'll be back in Knoxville on Saturday night. Caleb Beasley expected in town. Edwin Spillman expected in town. Mike Matthews expected in town. You know, overall, a core group of this 2024 class expected to be here. Should be a great time for them, as we've already mentioned several times. Dark mode, night game. You know, they'll they'll get an experience of of what that's like again. And I think when you look at those guys they're going to be more comfortable because they all experienced some of that last fall. It's going to allow them to relate to some of the younger recruits that come in. And I think that list, you know, as it starts to shape up heading into the weekend, you know, obviously it's midweek here. We'll start to learn a little bit more about that as the week plays out. But I think that list can be a pretty solid list, you know, of, of underclass or 2025, 2026 visitors for Tennessee. Yeah. You're talking about, uh, you know, Boo Carter and Bradley Central, just a little, Rivalry Thursday note for those who uh, take part every Thursday night here in East Tennessee. Uh, we're going to be at Bradley Central October the 26th. Bearden at Bradley Central, so should be a good game. Two Tennessee commits are uh, going to be uh, showcasing that one. So speaking of Boo Carter, um, and of course, Gory's going to be there as well. So uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, we'll keep you updated all year long on Troll Tidbits. We are recapping week six, about to go into week seven. Uh, Matt Ray, Eric Kane here at VolQuest.com. Appreciate you guys for being here, and we'll do it again next week right here on Trail Tidbits. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.